This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ghosting. That's a phenomenon that has become increasingly prevalent in modern dating and social interactions, especially when interactions are online. But what exactly is ghosting? Why do people do it? And what are its impacts? I'm Dashan Johan and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Rosie Khaled. She's a licensed and registered counsellor. Welcome to the show, Rosie. Hi, Dashra. Nice to see you again. Yes, good to have you back on the show. Very excited to dive into this topic with you, Rosie. Um, I'd like to start by asking you to define ghosting. What exactly is ghosting? I guess it's as simple as, you know, and discontinuing any contacts, um, stop communication, you know, cutting off, whether it's uh, physically or through text or social media. Yeah. Is it ghosting if you are, if you stop replying a, con- a conversation and disappear after a few hours of texting? Or do you have to first build some form of relationship and rapport? Let's say you talk, you're, you've been talking to the person for a period of few weeks or, or months um, and then you suddenly disappear only then it, it's considered ghosting? How do you see it? Well, you can also build rapport in one hour, right? Yes, you can. <laughs> um, I guess I guess this can happen uh, to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. to anyone, whether they have met, they've never met, dated a few times, never dated, you know, or even just been sexually involved, but no emotional attachment, right? So I think regardless of that relationship, it can happen at any time to anyone and regardless of how much you've invested in it, lah. From your experience and and your readings, Rosie, why do people ghost others? Many reasons. It differs from one person to the other. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes maybe it could be a fear of commitment or fear of um, an emotional attachment, right? So for this kind of people, maybe relationships are seen as pure companionships or maybe just for sexual benefits, you know? And um, so it's either that or for people who are just not interested in that relationship anymore, mm. right? Right. And you don't want to say no because there is probably that fear of letting people down. And right. I'm assuming maybe if you're a people pleaser and you find it very difficult to outrightly reject someone, right? So I think maybe then there is that fear of letting people down and you're uncomfortable with confronting the negative feelings. Yeah, especially if you're the one causing it. (laughs) Right. Um, Even people who are not in very serious, committed relationships doesn't mean that people end it um, uh, through ghosting, right? Because you can have a very non-committed type of relationship, but still end it in a very proper kind of way, uh, way, have an open conversation about it. So what is it about people who ghost, whether it's, you know, after a period of time, let's say a few weeks, or even if let's say you've been talking to someone, because this is uh, the kind of common things that I hear where let's say two people, are they've been chatting, um, let's say on a dating app or whatever for a couple of weeks. And, mm-hmm. and for one person, the things, things are going smoothly, like, um, okay, perhaps you're going to go on a second date and things like that. But suddenly one day they wake up and the other person mm. is, has completely disappeared um, with no rhyme or reason, nothing mentioned, just mm-hmm. gone. So I think this can happen for many reasons, mm-hmm. right? whether they are not 
interested in that relationship. And the thing is about, especially nowadays in online dating, especially mm-hmm. in online dating, it's very fast-paced. Right. It's so fast-paced. It's like people are screening through other people. Like, you know, like HR looking at resumes. Mm. <laughs> How much GPA you right. have got for your, for your degree, you know, or... Um, how's your performance in other companies and there are people who are very particular in what they're looking for or they know what they're looking for or they don't know what they're looking for mm. so they just keep browsing and if nobody catches their attention you know if there's nothing catches their attention then they move on right so that could be right. one example just one example there's mm-hmm. so many other different examples right and again social I mean um, online dating right there is that lack of depth in that relationship because any relationship requires time, effort. You really need to talk to someone to really get to know them, their personality, their interests and whatnot. Um, so the thing about online dating, uh, it's um, that lack of depth in that relationship. Mm. It's, it makes it easier for people to just ghost. Because right. it's always someone else. There's accessibility. There's accessibility to, oh, I'm just going to meet someone new anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this one is not interested. I'm not interested. I need a higher dopamine heat or something like that. And all this is so much different than how maybe 50 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, you have people where their families arranged the marriage. Right. And you're stuck together. <laughs> because maybe you need right. to look after your family's reputation or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so they have bigger motivation to work on that relationship mm-hmm. versus in a relationship that has very little depth, you know, you, you can just run away from it. You didn't right. need to work on it, right? right. There's always an, an emergency exit at every one meter throughout the hallway. Yeah. Hey, so would you say that ghosting has become more prevalent in the online dating era compared to traditional dating? Because um, just listening to what you uh, said about the online sphere, right? Even in the in traditional dating, the, the idea of ghosting could still happen, right? Like you could wake up one day and and the person isn't calling you anymore. Yeah. Or if you all used to meet, uh, you know, in person every so and so time, then suddenly the person has disappeared. I'm wondering if online, because there's a screen there, um, yeah. it, it makes it just so much easier because there's something impersonal about the interactions. Yeah, and I think in all this online stuff or mm-hmm. even social media, there's always this function of blocking. Right. <laughs> You can always block. You don't have to deal with it, you know. During, I mean, when I was younger, it was all phones at home, mm-hmm. right? Landlines, right? And and someone might just keep calling, keep calling until you're like, okay, I'm done with you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, right? But of course, I think even in the older days, there are times where you are being ghosted, lah. Like maybe mm-hmm. your parents just cut the landline, and then you cannot get through this person at all, right. you know. Or war, during war mm-hmm. times where there's no communication, but that is different because of the lack of accessibility, lack of that communication platform versus now, which is very accessible. You have it everywhere. There's no more pay phones. You have phones, mm-hmm. you know, and, and social media, which is free. So the more reason, I guess, people are expecting you to, I guess, have some courtesy and, mm-hmm. and end things respectfully. I'm wondering, Rosie, if the you know the the anonymity or the or the lack of accountability when it comes to online dating makes it easier for 
people to ghost others, right? Because I'm thinking of, let's say, whether this is a very similar to when you go online on YouTube comment sections, on social media, if let's say they, there's a video that people, even if it's just a movie review, right? Mm-hmm. And they disagree with what the reviewer says. And there's all sorts of hate and, and abusive language sometimes hurled mm-hmm. at the person. And you wonder if these two people were interacting in real life. If you watched a, a sort of live performance mm-hmm. or, or saw someone say something you disagree with in real life, would you react that way with, with that kind of just abusive language with, with no worry for any repercussions, right? Because your name is something else, yeah. your profile picture is something else. I wonder if there's something like that that ties into ghosting. Except the, the, the thing is... Um, you know, instead of just hurling and, and saying whatever they want, they just disappear. Nobody can find me. Nobody can, you know, like that, yeah. there's that sort of detachment there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of the anonymity and of course, people uh, don't need to be accountable for their actions. There's no repercussion. There's no consequences, which allows ghosting happen even more because there's no, there's no consequences out of it other than maybe your conscience. Huh? But the thing about, you know, people who ghost, you know, and not, not just people who ghost, I think generally as human beings, we have this thing called cognitive dissonance. Mm. Means that the brain focuses only on information that confirms your pre-existing belief. So if right. I believe the apple is blue, I will find facts that, to show me the apple is blue. Right. You know, so with ghosting, uh, they may believe that what they're doing is not wrong. So they mm. only look at evidence that say, hey, you know, rationalize that ghosting is not wrong. It's okay. And I'm doing this because I'm setting healthy boundaries. So you rationalize, right? right? And right. that's how they just go through with um, their day feeling it's okay if I don't talk to this person. On the show with me today is Rosie Khaled. She's a licensed and registered counsellor. After the break, we continue our discussion on ghosting. Keep it here on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dashan Johan and on the show with me today is Rosie Khaled. She's a licensed and registered counsellor and we're talking about ghosting. So Rosie, what are the effects or impacts of ghosting on the person who is ghosted? Huge. Mm. <laughs> Huge. I, I do hear it from my clients too. Right. I think that lack of closure, that ambiguity can be very confusing and... Um, I think more importantly is also this, right? How the event is interpreted. So if someone ghosted me and I have um, a good self-esteem, then that probably wouldn't bother me as much, right? But if I have low self-esteem and I interpreted that event as, see, Rosie, you are unlovable. You are not worthy of love and attention, right? Um, So it's how the event is interpreted and how you question your worth, your self-esteem, you know? Um, And sometimes to a certain extent, it can produce some kind of a traumatic reaction, um, especially if you have issues of abandonment already as a child, Mm. right? And it aggravates that pain, um, or it reinforces this belief that you have that, okay, like, you're not worthy, you're not lovable, mm-hmm. you know? And another interesting thing is that social rejection. Uh, mm-hmm. So ghosting is also a form of rejection, right? right? Uh, but in a very like silent treatment kind of way. Mm-hmm. 
uh, social rejection, it activates the same neurological pathway as physical pain. So that mm. same neurological pathway for physical pain, you feel for social rejection as well. Right. Yeah. Is it amplified when it's ghosting? Because rejection is mm. always tough. Mm. But at the very least, when there is rejection or outward explicit rejection, the person, mm. there, there's, there's a, a certain sense of closure. Whereas ghosting, you're just waking up and one day and the person is is gone. I'm wondering if, mm. if it's worse form of uh, social rejection. I'm wondering also if yeah. ghosting can be seen as a form of emotional abuse. Um, well, I would think it's an emotional emotional cru- cruelty. You mm. know, it's a very passive-aggressive kind of way of um, dealing with the whole situation. Um, but yeah, you're right there. You're right. You know, because of the lack of uh, closure and also, mm-hmm. also the ambiguity, right? It leaves people very confused. Right, right. You, you don't have someone telling you, okay, it's not you, it's me. You need to hear that sometimes, right? <laughs> that may not be true. It's not you, right. it's me. The most <laughs> common line ever. Is it ever um, appropriate to go someone? Because you always uh, mm. often hear the argument that, you know, I, I I disappeared very early on in the dating phase. You know, there, there wasn't a, a significant time. It was just two weeks or just one week and then I disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I disappeared because, you know, I, I find the person boring. I can't vibe with the person or our mm-hmm. values don't align. I'm wondering, are these um, appropriate or acceptable excuses or reasoning mm-hmm. or are they just uh, excused? Is it ever appropriate to go someone? Well, firstly, just to to mm-hmm. address what you said there just now, Dashran, about mm-hmm. the time, right? Maybe I spent too little time with yeah. this person and I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And and this is what we were talking about. There's no death in that relationship, you know? So I don't feel guilty at all because I rationalize it by saying I've not invested time in it. I'm not interested in this person. So it's okay to just go silent, right? Um, and another thing about about that right so you're talking about when or is it ever appropriate to go someone um i was thinking about it right i was Mm -hmm. thinking if someone sexually harasses you okay yes (laughs) in those kinds of situation right right? or 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 you have persistently adamantly tell this person um no like i'm not interested in you and i'm sorry you know um it's not you it's me you know (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, but still they are very persistent and there are some people or some men you know or women that they feel that sense of entitlement that like I need to get this person because I feel that this person belongs to me or you know and, and they're just not okay with um, rejection or right. some form of failure right? right so for people who are like this I mean if you've tried nicely politely to say no I'm not interested and I'm sorry maybe we can just be friends and they still don't get it then yeah. then I guess you know what's the next step right unless you want to report this person to a police and say this is a stalker lah. Right. but most often it doesn't go down well for you Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think in those circumstances, it's definitely okay to just you know disappear or block block yeah. that person and and just uh, go about your way. Um, based yeah. on your experience, um, do you find it more common for guys to ghost women rather than the other way around? And and I'm only asking mm. this because just. 
based on my interactions with my friends, yeah. um, based on my own experiences, um, anecdotal evidence, it seems to me that women, even if they had they have bad relationships, um, mm-hmm. at least from my vantage point, right? These are the dates that I have gone out on or when I just talk to my friends, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's they don't like or maybe they feel no chemistry or something, they'll always be like, okay, I, I don't think it is working out. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think we should be, uh, we, we need to go on another date. I, I don't feel, I don't vibrate, whatever it may be, but there's some sort of reason. Whereas I hear mm-hmm. from a lot of girlfriends that uh, guys like sometimes when they're just talking maybe like one two weeks or something and if they feel they are not interested they just disappear suddenly like you probably said you know block and then go on continue window shopping you know so to speak um is this am i just you know is this just anecdotal do we know anything um about whether guys tend to go more than women yeah so i don't know exactly the statistics for mm-hmm. this or the research that you know whether there's more men than women that do this. Uh, but if we were to look at, say, for example, men versus women, right? Mm-hmm. I think women naturally are more empathetic compared to men. So in terms of communication and rejection, you know, I, I think I would assume that women would have, have more empathy for the other person to know that being ghosted, it's very unpleasant, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there is that. And there's also a wider systemic, holistic um, framework, you know, that, ex- that that talks about family, right? Family interaction. And often you see males when in some kind of communication or conflict, their coping strategy is to either shut down or withdraw. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's also another form of ghosting, right? Because there's, there's zero... Um, communication there except in families or in couples or marriage um, you know you're stuck together because you're in the same house right. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's called silent treatment it's not right. called ghosting anymore because mm-hmm. you can see that the person and he's not a ghost <laughs> <laughs> so it's about your how your parents deal with that conflict too you know how you're watching your parents interact with each other when they're fighting and all of that whether they scream and shout and let it all out <laughs> Or they they are like Russia and US la, in the Cold right. War. So let's say, um, you know, we are talking to someone. It could be a few mm. months. It could be a few days. Like you said, the timeline is not um, what's the deciding factor here. But let's say you come a point in your relationship mm. or your early dating phase where you're like, I don't think I want to uh, carry on with this anymore. It's not working for various reasons what would be healthier alternatives to ghosting when it comes to ending a relationship? I think just being transparent, really, mm-hmm. without being mean, la, for sure, you know? Like, don't be mean. Have <laughs> <laughs> a bit of empathy, right? Or respect. I think respect is very important. And sometimes you see in relationships, lack of respect, you know, leads to really horrible things, really horrible arguments. Um, so I think the earlier, the better right and especially if you already know from the get-go that this isn't working out for you and it's you're looking for something different um then i guess just be transparent about that but what if they say like rosie um 
I, I can't be transparent because it is like you said, you know, growing up, I watch my dad or my or my mom, my parents, and they don't express themselves. If they are angry with each other, they pretend things are okay and they hide in their room. A few hours later, they just come on and then like everything is much back to normal. And like, I, I don't like at all, like if there are any problems, uh, you know, I, I always tend to sweep it under the rug and just move on with things. So I've come to a point where I'm, you know, applying those things, even when it comes to relationships, dating and whatnot, uh, how, what, what advice would you give? I think that's hard because that mm-hmm. stems from childhood that stems mm-hmm. from how you interact and emo- how you deal with your own emotions so I think it's first about how you deal with your own emotions how you regulate your own emotions how you confront and face your own emotions whether it's guilt whether it's that feeling like oh, I'm gonna let someone down you know um, whether it's even about acknowledging that those emotions are there because some people don't even acknowledge that they are there they just go on their lives not even feeling those emotions you know because that's how they've learned to cope with it so I guess it's not even about ghosting just looking at your own emotions first Mm. now on the flip side how can someone prevent themselves if it's even possible prevent themselves from being ghosted in a relationship or during the early dating phase prevent themselves from being ghosted yeah is it even possible? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You cannot control another person, right. can you? Right? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, the only thing I can say here is that if someone goes, it means she or he is just not worth your time, you know? And you set the bar. You you choose the type of treatment you think you deserve, you know? And often, you know, you end up with people that you think you deserve, right? So there's no stopping someone else from ghosting you or preventing that from happening but it is definitely a sure clear sign that this isn't a person you should be wasting your time or energy with right but some people like these things (laughs) (laughs) i call it as self-sabotaging right Right. They, they like it right because subconsciously they choose people um that aren't good for them or they choose people subconsciously, right? That they know they're not going to end up being with. And, and this will validate and reaffirms their belief of, you know, I'm not lovable. And it's always this repeated vicious cycle that happens with people. And unless they're aware of it, then they can break out of it. Like, but yeah. until then, we see the same narratives happening again and again. Ghosting is bad and we don't want to reduce like, that, that right like it is bad it is a form of uh it, it makes people uh, emotionally distressed it, it can be traumatic and and so on and so forth so while the you know there's no doubt that the person who is doing the ghosting is the one at fault how would you advise people to maneuver um the online dating phase um given that r- ghosting is prevalent um ghosting happens a lot um we are we are saying it's bad so we, we don't want to put the onus on the person mm-hmm. on the receiving end right but at the same time it is happening a lot so how right. would you advise people to man, uh, maneuver the the online dating space so i think right it's not about controlling the other person and what mm-hmm. they can do to you at the end of the day is you how much power you're giving to the other person, whether to hurt you, whether to decide your worth and your value, right? So it's not about shielding yourself from something negative like that, right? So 
I think the most important thing is not attaching ghosting to your sense of worth or identity, right? Ghosting, being ghosted does not and should not reflect your value at all, how much you're worth, you know? And, and I think if you ever do feel this way, I think the most important thing is to reflect on it understand where it's coming from is it that abandonment that i felt as a child and is it being re-triggered is it that that self-belief that i have that i'm unlovable and this proves it even more you know and if you do have that right the next question is this how does showing up for yourself look like and how do you show up for yourself how do you start loving yourself okay so i think those are very important to especially when you're in this online dating scene, right? It's not about the other person. It is about you. It is about you feeling that you're worthy, that you're good enough, that you're lovable, you know? And that's the only way that can, I guess, shield you from, right. from being ghosted or any other things in life that are negative, you know? So these are some of the things that can build resilience too. Mm. Yeah. So... Let's say if someone did get ghosted, just to push on a little bit more. Um, if mm. let's say someone did actually get ghosted, um, and then they're feeling really down about it, they're feeling mm. uh, very sad, um, and you know for various reasons, what advice would you give that person to to cope with the emotions that they're feeling right now, but also to to come out of it? And to make mm. and to to you know to then get back into the dating game because you know if that's what they yeah. want to do, yeah. Yeah. Firstly, again, do not attach your self worth to that to that event of being ghosted. And secondly, I think no one should put their value based on that relationship or any kinds of relationship, right? Like you should not let another person define your worth. And I think another thing, going back, you mentioned about going back to the dating game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's good also to pause and reflect and think about why do you want this? Mm-hmm. Why do you want a relationship? What's what's there for you and why is it so important to you? I think just having a pause would be good to reflect on why you're doing this. And I think that Lee, as any other coping strategies, right? Things like streaming, working out, meditating, mindfulness, those are very important just to ground yourself, you know, and especially when you're living in this very busy, hectic life, it becomes even more to ground yourself. You need mm-hmm. to ground yourself, you know, if not, you'll just lose yourself throughout, like whatever, you know, right. so find ways to ground yourself. I think that's very important. I think, so it's not about another person. It's always working on you and yourself as a person. Mm. Mm. And what are some strategies for fostering healthy communication and building strong relationships in the online dating era? You have to start with dealing with your own emotions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when I work with couples, you mm-hmm. know, and people are talking always about, you know, the problem is communication. Communication is different than just that. It's different than just how they talk. It's about how they deal with their emotions, whether they have good emotional uh, regulation strategies, whether they are confronting fears from the past, abandonment of feeling neglected or, you know, and having that fear. And sometimes you don't realize you have that fear and you project that into a form of anger or lashing out to the other person, you know, just dealing with their own insecurities first for you to be able to, communicate better so someone that can communicate well is someone that is 
um, I guess, were uh, quote unquote self-sufficient in terms mm. of their self-worth and self-esteem. They feel good about themselves and they're not putting other people down. So in communication, if you put someone else down, you're just projecting your own insecurities because you want to feel more um, more superior compared to mm-hmm. the other person, right? So communication is just the surface level. Uh. There's so much more deeper stuff that's going on underlying. Find yourself first. Do not attach your self-worth to another person, right? Find yourself first. I think that's very important. You can be doing that while dating or in a relationship. Always find yourself. Whether you're online dating, whether you're not dating, whether you're in a marriage, find yourself first, And on that note, thank you so much for joining me today, Rosie. No worries, Dashran. That was Rosie Khalid. She's a licensed and registered counsellor. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. You just have to look up Today I Learned Podcast. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.